What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we hung out with Peter Roffel over Zoom video. Peter is the younger brother to Billy Roffel, who we've had on our podcast twice now, once prior to COVID, uh, in person from the Hard Rock Hotel in San Diego, and then one time we had him on in the midst of COVID. Uh, so it was really cool to talk to Peter and get his, you know, backstory living in the same house as Billy and their dad is a famous singer-songwriter. So Peter really grew up in a musical household. Billy started to pursue music at a very early age. Peter was about 17 when he wanted to learn piano, and that's when he started writing songs. We hear about the shed behind their house, which is actually featured in one of Peter's music videos. And that's where he locked himself in and just really started to learn how to play and write songs. He talks about playing a bunch of covers in different bars all around uh, Lehman in Ontario, where, where he grew up. He talks about going to Detroit to record for the first time, moving to Nashville, working with his brother on various songs and projects. He talks about putting out his debut EP and all about his brand new song, which is called Book Club. You can watch our interview with Peter on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Peter Roffel. Yeah, hey Peter. Um, yeah, I'm Adam. So nice to meet you. I've actually uh, spoken with your brother a couple times on on our podcast. So it's cool to 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 hear your side of the the story. And um, you know, I love what you're doing as far as your music as well. Oh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having. Me. It's always it's always cool to be somewhere that that Billy's been. It's uh it's fun. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, the first time I had Billy on, it was before COVID, and we actually did it in person um, when I was living in San Diego at the Hard Rock uh, in San Diego, and then we had him on during COVID too. So um, it's it we we've done one Zoom one as well. But I've recently moved to Nashville. I think. Do you live in Nashville? I'm in Nashville right now, man. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Where are you at? Uh, I'm south, down like in Williamson County area. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. I'm up and I'm up north a little bit more, uh, you know, out the the uh, the northern side off the highway there. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, we love it here. My family and I moved here about two and a half years ago. Nice. It's been like the best best move we've ever made. <laughs> I will say that. I love it more every year. Weirdly enough, like it's like I've been here since 2018, and uh, it's just I'm, I, it's a great place to be home. You know. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's amazing here. And you grew up in Leamington, Ontario? That's right, man. Yeah, Leamington, Ontario, Canada. Cool. Well, let's I from what your brother told me about it, uh, it's what the tomato capital of uh Canada, I think. That's true. It's the tomato capital of North America actually. Like so Oh, you, North America. He told me Canada. So I <laughs> Even if you go even if you go I mean, yeah, Canada included, I guess. But even if you go um if you go into like a Publix or a Kroger here and you grab a tomato or a cucumber, um, they almost like, or a pepper, they almost always say like Sunset Farms or like Masternardi or Moochie. And those are all like Leamington owned uh, uh, greenhouses and farms. 
No way. I'll have to yeah, look so for that. Yeah, they make it time. all the way down here, man. They, they, and the Heinz factory used to be there as well. So the Heinz ketchup factory was, was there as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was like in Pittsburgh. I don't remember. So there's, yeah. there's a, and I don't know the, the concrete facts here, so I won't just take all the credit <laughs> to, to Canada, but there's a debate whether it's Pittsburgh or obviously they have Heinz Field. I mean, it makes a bunch of sense, but uh, there's Pittsburgh, and, but there was a Heinz factory in, in Leamington, Ontario. I, I had so many relatives and, and family members that used to work there before it, before it uh, became something else, but it was, it was there for a long time. That's amazing. Yeah, it probably did start there. I mean, especially since all the tomatoes are there. <laughs> Make more <Right>. sense. <laughs> Make sense. Yeah. And then were you, did you guys grow, you grew up in Leamington, but that's not like, um, it's, on, it's, it's like, a t- it's not like in the um, Lake Erie or anything, right? It's just close to it. It's basically like right on it. So it's the most Southern point of Canada. So like when okay. you, if you were to cross over from Detroit, you actually go South for about, 40 minutes to get to where we live which is like just that literally like that point peely like lake erie um spot oh interesting yeah, yeah. um i have family in cleveland and they i've never been but they would go to like put in bay put in bay was a big the, thing. yeah yeah put in bay was a big thing for for the people where i'm at too especially the, the kids that wanted to party a little bit oh yeah that's what i've heard it's just like some party island up there in the middle yeah. of the <laughs> lake erie yeah yeah, oh. yeah. So you grew up obviously in a musical family. Um, your dad's a singer songwriter as well. Yeah, man. So yeah. how do you start? Like, um, do you remember going to gig, like see him play live or anything like that as a kid? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tons of times. I mean, lucky enough for, for me and Billy both, he was, he was, and he still is, he's playing like four or five nights a week, you know, um, just, doing it the old fashioned way, doing it, doing it, you know, um, the bars, the, the, you know, obviously had his venues in there and he had some, some bigger successes that took place, um, you know, in a, in a certain spot of his career where he was, where he was on the radio and he was playing around and he was, he was doing it the real way. Like he was playing a lot, man. And so we got mm-hmm. to see him a ton. We got to see him a ton. That's so cool. That's uh, yeah. Did he kind of influence you to want to start doing music? I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the, the, the obvious answer for it is yes, but in a way he was like so not pushy about anything that hmm. it wasn't like, it wasn't forced. It wasn't like, oh, you better, you know, get into this. Like, you know, you have to learn an instrument. It was none of those things. Like I, I he, you know, he would encourage us to like try one. He's like, you're going to wish you, you tried one, but he was like that. It was nothing more than that really. And Billy took to it a lot sooner than I did. He was like a, he might even have been like, 12 or 13 maybe just becoming a teenager when he was like and maybe even a little earlier than that to be honest but he picked up a guitar and kind of was like yep i'm doing it like for sure and he he was just in love with it and i was i i bounced around a lot more um he's a couple years older than me and seeing him do it seeing my dad had already done it i was like okay like i love it and everything and like i love being around it and, and i think it's really cool but i didn't have um the desire to, I wasn't sure that that was like my thing right that early. Um, mm-hmm. I got into it much later. Um, but yeah, he, he definitely influenced us both to do it and still does. It's like so inspirational to see how long he's been going at it for. And, um, and you know, the, the commitment to the craft and the, the constant work is, is, is extremely admirable. So we always look at that and go, yep, you know, that's, that's, that's the way to do it. You know? Yeah. Did you start off on guitar as well? I didn't, man. I, I started on a on a, a piano, like keyboards. I, I I figured when I finally did decide to like get into it, I'm like, 
all right, what's a, what's a little different? Leamington is not very big, you know? So my dad was, was, he had carved out a pretty, pretty good name for himself there. And Billy took off, you know, quite quickly too. And everybody was like, Oh, there's, you know, Billy's got a younger brother. There's another one that's kind of starting to play. So I like hid in the back shed with a keyboard until I was like kind of good enough to, to, to admit to people that I was actually doing it. Cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to like be like, Oh, me too. And I didn't want to just like suck. You know, I was like, I was so yeah. late to the party as far as like learning how, how to, how to play and all that. So I, I just, I started on a keyboard. I'm like, okay, this is a little different. So I was learning little chord shapes and, and um, trying to, you know, write my own little songs, trying to learn as fast as I could. Cause I, once I got really inspired by it, I'm like, man, I got some catching up to do. I gotta, I gotta really get it. You know, I can't look back now. I can't, can't waste any time now. So um, keyboard was first and guitar didn't happen until, you know, five years ago or four years, not even probably four years ago. Oh, wow. So yeah. with keyboard, how old are you when you started to, or wanted to learn to play and then kind of started writing your own songs? It's a little foggy to be honest with you, but I, I, I think, I think I was, Older than I, I'm older than I'm happy to say. I was probably 18, 17. Mm-hmm. 17 that's probably not, that still isn't old. I mean, I can't hear what you're saying, but it's like the what you've achieved a lot. If people start at 18, that doesn't mean that they're gonna <laughs> have a record deal or put out you know millions of streamed songs and you know, well, and all that's that stuff. What, that's what I was. That's what I was afraid. I mean, even still, I look back on it and like I'm like, yep, yeah, you know, couldn't have started early enough because like the especially the way that the music world works. Like you, you, you're like, man, I want to get up. I want to get it, hit the ground running. I want to get everything out there as fast as I can. I want to, I want to try and grow this thing. Cause it's so easy to get caught up or get stuck or have life happen to you. And you get older and you're like, Shh, you know, that's, I'm not as, I'm not as free to, to, to pour myself into something like this. It's such a privilege to, to be able to do. And uh, I'm glad I got into it when I did, but I, I, I wish it would have been a little earlier. Even still, I think about that all the time. But it, it all it all had its own way of working it, out. I yeah, think. it all worked out. Yeah. So when yeah. you were still in in Leamington when you were playing, or when you started playing? Yeah, man, I, I started. I started. So I learned a bunch of chords, and and uh, had a friend of my dad's who was like a really cool um, uh, piano player. Just a, just a, I mean, she was kick ass. She was awesome, and she. Uh, she was came by the house a couple of times and I was like, Hey, like, you know, you want to teach me like the, the, the cut corner way to learn piano. Cause I didn't want to <laughs> learn how to read. So she came over a few times and we like, and we like hung out and she would like, just kind of like blow my mind by showing me like stuff that I'm like, I can't even get close to that. But she'd be like, okay, here's the simple version of it. She'd just do three things. And I'd be like, okay, cool. So I took like the, the four chords that I learned from her. <laughs> and, uh, and um, then I just, I just, use those to start writing songs man and just you know it was, it was kind of like it was i jumped into it almost too early but i was so i, I knew so little that i thought i knew enough uh-huh. I, so like looking back on like i can't believe i went and played bars like that like i, I went to all the local leamington bars and, and and got a couple gigs and then got a few more and and just was taking a keyboard and a microphone to these bars and playing cover songs for like hours and like looking back, I'm like, it couldn't have been that good, <laughs> but, but it, people seem to well, like it enough and they would, they would come back and, and hang out and, 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 uh, and pay me a little bit, you know? So I was yeah. like, all right, this is cool. And at the time I was cutting hair, I was, I was a barber. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I got into that really young. That is, so that was the first thing I got into before I was doing my first like real, like, like 
passion or whatever. I was like, I think I'm going to cut hair. I don't know why I want to be a barber. So I was a barber and then musician. And then that was like, I was like a hybrid of both for like a few years too. It was kind of mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. When you started writing your own songs, would you kind of like put them into your set? Like when you're doing these bars and stuff, like, I mean, mainly covers, would you kind of just throw in your own stuff every once in a while? Yeah. Yeah. I would try. And that, that's how I started to like sneak them in there. And, um, it's actually kind of funny because like I would like just be hoping that somebody would would look over and be like, what song is that? I like that. Like that was kind of how that was like soft launching my music into into the world. Like obviously it wasn't like people even then, I know it's like crazy, but people weren't like going like recording entire sets of anything. So I was like, okay, this is just like whoever's here is gonna hear this. And I would like have a song I wrote earlier that week and I'd be like, let me try it. And even though I messed it up, no one would know because it's not a real song yet. Like it's nobody's song, you know. So uh I did I did that for a while too. Yeah. When did you uh like record your first songs to put about put them out was that later uh, much later down or no yeah that was later that was so eventually i was just doing that 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 you know bar little circuit in the Lewington windsor area you know a couple things in toronto or one thing in detroit or something like that i started doing enough of those and and then um i had a recorded video from a set just me covering, I think a Billy song, ironically enough, but I was just doing a song, uh, you know, one of my brother's songs, I think. And, uh, we sent the video to a, to a guy in, in Detroit, a producer, good friend of, of, of my dad's. And, and he was just a really, you know, cool dude. His name is Marlon Young. And he, he was, he listened to it and he goes, all right, man, well, you want to come in and demo some stuff and you want to make some, you want to make some stuff. Like we like your, I really like your voice. I think you like sound, you know, you sound like your dad and your brother. You want to, you want to come in and, 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 and and see what we get kind of thing and, and we went in there and, and recorded some stuff but that stuff never you know that was really soon and early on too so that stuff was kind of a good like you know launch pad spot for us to be for me to like learn how to be in a studio and learn what kind of music i wanted to make and learn how um what kind of artist i was going to be and uh, you know it, it's still an ongoing thing that you always are trying to figure out what mm-hmm. what you're you know what you're going for right um but then i was really trying to figure it out it was really really early on and um the music the the the, the demos that we created had some some magic to them and they, they got they got further along and and somebody was able to to hear them at a label and and say hey you know like let's develop this further let's develop you further let's 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 see what else you can you know let's 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 put you in like the 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 boot camp or whatever you know like not mm-hmm. literally yeah. like let's, let's see how this goes and this and things started to kind of fall into place the more I, I worked at them the more i tried to write and become an individual artist um and and the label saw something that they liked and they were they were happy to happy to um kind of initiate me growing that stuff you know mm-hmm. and were you still living in Livington, or at what at what point did you move down to nashville and that was the point. It was probably after that, 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 um, that studio, that studio stuff that we did with, with Marlon and Al and Herschel, those guys were in, uh, in Rust Belt studios and that's in, in, um, Michigan. Um, and we, after those demos kind of went and the label saw them and said, Hey, like you want to develop, we want to develop you. We want to, we want to, you know, do this and that. And, um, that was when the move to Nashville happened after that to try oh, and wow. be closer to try and be closer to um the writing and the the songwriting and the and the artist development kind of stuff you know what i mean um something that i don't know if it happens as much anymore i feel like everything is so um streamlined 
Like that's, mm-hmm. I'm sure that still does happen, but, but not exactly in that format. I feel like it was like a, I know it wasn't that long ago, and I, but it feels like one of those more old school ways of, of something coming about. And because uh, now everything just feels so streamlined, something gets found and they can develop it from, you know, what they found on their iPhone. So it was a little okay. bit, I feel a little bit before the, the craze of like TikToks and Instagram reels and stuff like that. It was a little bit before that. Mm-hmm. So once you got down to Nashville, you just started demoing uh, songs and just really focused on writing and developing your sound yeah. and everything. Pretty much, man. I was just like, I had this, I had all this inspiration from so many different things as like a teenager to like when I started, when I started um, playing and, and, and singing and, and writing, um, I had so many of these different like inspirations that I wanted to touch on. And in my head, it made a bunch of sense. But when like, I didn't have the tools to apply it yet, like I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I know I love this and this and this. And how do I amalgamate that? How do I make that like a, a, fleshed out sound that is is what i'm going for who i want to be so that that took a while because like i had the intention but the application was like so felt like it was out of reach at first obviously because i was just so new to everything and then um eventually just being in sessions around here um with like some really talented writers and producers and things like that you you get if you pick up one thing from each session you're building a you know bit of a a a launch pad you're building like a, a, a way to do it uh you're understanding more you're grabbing tools from these people and um that's what i did and then eventually after doing that you know mix a pandemic in there somewhere and oh, uh, yeah, yeah were you in nashville before the pandemic yeah and the development oh, wow. had, like we were i was doing all the writing and all the and all the getting getting things together and, and trying to figure out what kind of artist i was gonna be and then that kind of hit and that kind of like screeched some stuff obviously you're like okay i'm not really work we started zoom writing and all that stuff and um when it when we came out of that i'm like okay i think we've i think we're ready to go you know we're ready to start here so we we uh we're able to to start um with with some material that i'm like i believe in this and this is this is you know i had to let go of something being perfect i had to let go of something being like exactly uh what i thought was you know like i don't know you leading up to releasing music you like romanticize like so much and you think like so much about what's gonna come of it Mm-hmm. and eventually you just had to be like i think this is like i'm I, I i know i love this i have to i have to just you know put it out so that was that was that point and you put out uh bad for me was that the first song you did that was the third song so oh, the third song, song. yeah so there's a song called am i allowed to swear on here i don't want to be swearing yeah you can swear all right uh there's a song called it's in the title so there's a, there's a song called fucked up together that, that was the first tune and it oh was that a, was the first song okay i didn't realize yeah. that that was your first song so and I'm, that's that was a, that was a really uh, I'm happy that that was the choice that was made. It's a, it's a piano vocal. It's a mm-hmm. live, it's a live performance with, with some guys here in, in, in Nashville who produced it, who produced that whole first EP. I told him like, Hey, I really want to do the first one live. I want to do it like really, really demo-y and like, just let it be what it is. I feel like it'll, it'll be a good way to, to make a good first step to take if this thing comes off as like very honest and, and straightforward. And then we did the, um cigarette holes thing was second and then bad for me was third oh wow okay yeah i guess i got those good i thought it was in the reverse <laughs> yeah, direction yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way the, the way they're listed is you know one of them's got one of them's got a few more streams than the other one so it goes up there <laughs> yeah no that's but that's crazy i mean those are the, to come out of the gate with those i mean those are great songs and you must have gotten validation pretty early on the fact that like oh this is good people are you know responding to what i'm doing 
I can't complain. I, I got, I was, I'm really blessed with that. I was really lucky with, with the way that they were received and the reception they got. I think people were anticipating it for a little while. I, I, I had been maybe patient to a fault for a second, but at the same time, I don't regret it. I think it was smart to just like have, you know, I mean, to, to have written my first song somewhere around 18 years old and then to have my first one or, you know, my first ever song, 18 or 19 years old, I have my first one come out like five years later, six years later that's not bad for me you know because most people are 13 and then they put out music when they're 18 or 19 so right. like, all right you know so it felt the same i'm like all right i think i i think i exhausted this like starting point enough and i think i've battled with what it wanted what i wanted to sound like enough let's start and um, mm -hmm. i couldn't have been happier i'm like great yeah the first three were really low received people were getting into it and it was starting to reach a couple fans that obviously i never had before i was like cool cool yeah and so you were doing this from from Nashville uh, during the pandemic. I, I think when I talked to your brother, he was back in Leamington. I think he was living with his girlfriend or like he wrote a whole album at their house or something. It was just a couple blocks down the road from where you guys grew up, I believe. That's true, man. He did. So he he um, and like we're always going to believe and, and feel that, that Canada and Leamington is home. Like that's right. that's where, you know, that's where everything's that's where I started writing my songs. That's where I still feel the most inspired. That's where I still feel the most at home and that'll never change. Um, and I think the pandemic hit and yeah, he had, you know, with his girlfriend there, they, they have those ties. So he was like, okay, great. And, and it made sense for him to be there. And the guy just pumps out music like a machine. He's just so <laughs> inspired all the time. And he's like, he's writing songs like crazy. And, and uh, it's inspiring to me, obviously. And that's, you know, it's a big part of why I do it too. Um, but yeah, he wrote a whole album and he's like, this is great. Like, we're going to record it, you know, very, very DIY style. We're going to do this. And he was and he was at her place. And um, it is two blocks from our place. And um, he did that whole thing during the pandemic. I was I was here in Nashville. I have, I have a girlfriend. I, I stayed here. I got I got more more uh, of that going on here. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Go walk to the house in, in, in our respective places. Sure, sure. Okay. So you, yeah, I was wondering if you said because I remember he said he he went back to to Leamington. Um, did you like when you were writing these songs? Do you even early on were you kind of uh, reaching out to him or your dad or just kind of being like, oh hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, what do you yeah. think? Like, do you have any notes or can you help me? Or was there any oh, yeah. part of that? Oh my god, yeah. I and I was even hesitant to show them. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but, but they were so, it's just so useful to have people who you, you know, really look up to and really like are inspired by with their music. You know, my dad, my dad's got some stuff that I'm like, you know, I, I still listen to it more than anything else. And my brother's got tons and most of it's like unreleased because he has so many songs that just like the sheer volume, you can't release them all. Like I have the privilege of having like the, all the billionaire demos in my phone. I have like, just like hundreds of them. And, uh, and yeah, so I used to send him stuff and be like, but I, I was sparse about it because I didn't want to, I wanted to take it seriously. I knew how good some of the stuff that they had created was. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to just be sending them stuff that I don't think is special, even, even to the space I was at. Like, I'm like, I know I'm not there yet. What do you think? And I would send it when I was really like, trying to make it work. I wouldn't send them half ideas or, or little, little, you know, oh, things that I was okay with. I had to be like really excited about it and be like, now tell me, you know? Okay. So that way I was bringing him what I thought was my best stuff, but I used to do it often. I used to send it to my dad or brother. And there was this little shed behind our house when I was living in the tent where I wrote all my songs. Um, it's like this, this 
I don't know. It's like the most magical place on the planet to me, but, but it was this little, this little uh, two story shed that didn't have any, any running water or, uh, or, or, you know, anything in it. It was just like little heating window air conditioner. Like that was the whole thing. And, uh, and we used to hang out there as kids and, and it was a art studio for my mom once upon a time. And it was a music studio for my dad once upon a time. And, and it was place for us to get up to no good as teenagers with our buddies like, you know, it, was, it was every it was a lot of, of different uh things but eventually it became like the place where i wrote my songs and i'm like oh my god i never want to leave this room and i used to sit up there and start writing my songs. so occasionally my dad would pop back out from the house he'd walk back up there and i'd be like all right what do you think and i'd play him something that was really you know at the time special to me but it was looking back on it probably pretty elementary pretty basic but he would be like okay, cool. And sometimes I'd actually, I could tell that I would impress him a little bit. I'm like, okay, I think we're on the right track. You know, thanks. But I definitely bounced things off them tons. With uh, that, the EP released last year, um, did, were any of those songs written in the shed or no, but that was too early on. Let me see here. Um, one of them was, one of them was, at least one of them was, and I don't know exactly which one, but, but like, so I think that some of them in their conception started there and uh -huh. some of them were, one of them was a co-write with my brother, Billy. And I believe it started when we were back in Leamington. It was, uh, I just want to be okay. Um, that's, that's back there, I believe. And then all the artwork and the first music video for the fucked up together video. If yeah. you're on any mute, that that's me sitting on the roof of that place. Oh, that's the shed. Okay. So I watched the video. That's crazy. It's just a little back. It's just, we called it the shed. It was just a little back house with nothing in it. It was just like a little, like, so it, the, the origin story of it is like the people that owned the house before. It's just so crazy, but they owned the three beside it too. And they had like hundreds of cats. They were like, like they were like, they were cat. They had hundreds of cats between these four houses. And this used to be the, like, w w like way back. The house is like a hundred and something years old. The house is very old. Um, but, but um, apparently there used to be like cats that, that were like in between all those houses, I guess. And then eventually they built that way, way later on in the back. And it was like a cat place. I don't know. It was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it did. And then it turned it, then it got renovated by the owners that owned it before us. And it was like more of like a functional storage spot or whatever. But then we used it as, and then it, after that, it got renovated a little bit further. So just like the steps the place took are hilarious. I don't know exactly. Um, how it became to be so special to us but it was like we just used it for everything man. and now so like used it further further and i think he's like turned it into like a legit like he put the sink in he put the kitchen in he put the you know the whole thing in it so it's now become something that's more uh of a of a functional living space wow that's rad yeah. so he's, now it's an airbnb no I'm just kidding pretty much <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. I'll have to go. I, I recently watched the video for that song. So I want to go back and, and now put a, uh, an image to this, to this, the shed that you wrote these songs in. So, um, I just want to be okay. Was a co-write with your brother. Was he, was that the only song you worked on him or worked with him on, on that EP that you put out? Um, writing wise. Yes. But, um, studio tracking wise. No. So two guys here in Nashville, Henry Brill and Owen Lewis, produce the record they're great they're awesome dudes i can't say enough about them like i just love those guys um they were uh we were working at a studio here producing all those songs that i would bring i just knew i'm like i'm not making this record without 
Billy, like as far as like a, he's my guitar player for this record, or he's my, I want him in the studio for, 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 for one reason or the other. Like he was just, he was so close to the project. He's so close to me. I'm like, I know he's going to be able to give some input here that I'm going to want. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we wrote one of the songs together, but he played guitars on like the whole record. Basically. There's a couple where I'm playing guitar, like, um, but the stuff that I'm like, Hey, Bill, come in and do this. Or he sang harmonies on, you know, so he's singing harmonies on fucked up together. He's singing harmonies on, I just want to be okay. He's singing harmonies on, uh, cigarette holes. He's on, he's on a bunch of stuff. Man. Oh, he's cool. on, yeah. So, he, and, and that, that was like, obviously such an honor for me to have him be a part of it. And mm-hmm. moving forward, it's more and more of an occurring thing where he, uh, where I'm on his stuff, we're writing together and, and he's, he's singing on my stuff and it's kind of cool, man. That's really cool. I love the new songs that you've been putting out too. And uh, it's definitely, there's some elements that aren't in the earlier songs. Like you've got like distorted guitar in a couple of the new songs that I've noticed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah I was going to say, I, I, it's, I like, I loved what you're, you know, on that, everything you did on that EP and, and prior, but I feel like now like this newer stuff is a lot. Uh, some of it's a bit quicker. Some of it has the, the, crunchy guitars like uh i mean help tell me I mean, help was the first one i heard that had that on there and that was i think the first one you released after the ep yeah after the ep that was the first thing and we had like a three song batch of songs after the first ep that we felt pretty strongly about uh help missing you and thought you should know um billy and i wrote two of them together so oh, yeah. we, so we, we wrote help together and we wrote thought you should know together um with a friend mike on the second one but but we we um yeah, we were in the studio and we're like, okay, let's, let's see. And like every song has so many options. You can make everything stripped down and you can, and you can do so much of it. But we got into a very experimental space with, with three of those songs and we're like drums, bass, like you said, some distorted guitars. Like we kind of went for it with a couple of the songs and I listened back and I'm like, Oh, these are really, you know, we were, we were like into, we were into a certain spot at that point. Um, and I love what we ended up with, you know, it was very cool. Um, definitely like, I remember them as a moment in time now because of what we committed to with them for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're really cool. And then you have a new one out book club where, and I went back the other way for that one. I yeah. I was going to say that one's a little bit more stripped back than, than, than yeah. those other three. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's, that's the, like the whole, like, you know, this of, of being it, like on the artist side of things. Um, I took that, I took the start of a song I was writing to a friend here in Nashville, a co-writer named Tony Esterly, a uh, great dude. And I brought him this little thing that I was saying about, you know, if you wrote books, I'd start a book club or something like that. Or I was just being, I thought it was witty, but I was dumb. But anyway, I, I was like, okay, cool. This is cool. And I like he, it. <laughs> yeah, he liked it. So he liked it. He's like, let's go with it. I'm like, all right. He's the guy to bring a weird idea to. He's like, he's, he's like cool like that. And he's like, all right, I love it. Let's go. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we, we worked that. Um, and then I'm like, I think I want to just do it. And he, he agreed. We just did it live. So that's like a live, like guitar and vocal at the same time thing, which is basically oh, wow. the exact same thing as fucked up together. Like, like, I don't know how I mean, almost two years later, we went, went back to this like live tracking, um, demo sounding thing. And then we just added a couple of guitars in the, in the little bridge part. And, and we're like, all right, that's it, man. <laughs> so there's like nothing on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you really yeah. went back to the kind of the original way you did stuff. Yeah, I was playing the song on tour so much. Uh, the 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 new one before it was released, I was playing it on tour, and I started to really fall in love with the way that the 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 
you know, the song was, was flowing live and people really seemed to be re- receiving it. Well, it was really well received. People are saying, Hey, I like that song a lot. Uh, is it out? You know, people are DMing me or, you know, messaging me or commenting on things saying when's book club coming. I'm like, okay, we created something that people are interested in and it's, it's, it's authentic and it, let's not overthink it. So we just didn't put anything on it. We like did it like a demo and, and released it. Wow. And you just got off tour, right? A couple of weeks ago or not. Yeah, weeks. man. I just got back from uh tour with Joe P. Uh, yeah. Atlantic. He's a, he's a Jersey kid. He's awesome, man. His him and his band are, I can't say enough about them too. They were so cool. His whole team was awesome. And the, the shows were insane. Like he's a, he's a, yeah, I'm a fan of his music genuinely. So it was really cool to go on tour with them. Yeah. Now that you're back and I mean, you just put out book club, do you have more music or you've been working on more songs or like, what do you, you have coming up? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm writing more again now. Um, still looking for the next tour, looking to get back on the road. Um, that's been so much fun this year. And I'm, I'm like, you know, I couldn't do it enough this year. I, I'm really into it right now. And it's, it's, um, it comes and goes in ways where you have like a bunch of writing time and a bunch of, you know, time to promote a release or you're on tour or you're doing all of them at once. Um, uh, but right now I'm in like a writing mode. I got a show coming up in, in Toronto with Billy in like, uh, in, I don't know, two weeks from today. So oh, wow. I'm heading back to Toronto to do a show there and, uh, do some recording there as well. Actually, I'm, I'm commissioning, my brother for some for some free labor i'm gonna make him record it <laughs> yeah that's cool that's awesome have you guys played together i mean i'm sure you have but have you done like a like a proper show like that before i would say this is the most official of them all we're always at each other's shows and i'm like you know i'm gonna bring billy up here oh i'm gonna bring peter so we do yeah. that all the time or my dad will be like noticing that we're at the bar and he'll be like i'm taking set three off tonight kids like you, you know you guys are playing <laughs> oh wow <laughs> Oh yeah, he'll he'll see us and he'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna have my son play a couple and he'll just pass the guitar and he'll he'll be like, I've done this long enough. You guys you guys can finish my set for me. <laughs> you know That's rad. Yeah, he'll do that to us every now and then. And um uh you know, we'll all play together here and there, a few songs or uh, a set or something wherever we're at if somebody's got a gig. Um but this will probably be one of the most formal I'm kicking off the show for him. I got a you know, a thirty or forty minute set or whatever it is and and then he's coming on and we have another kid. His name's Eric Punzo. He's awesome. He's a, he's a Canadian artist and he's, he's going to be on uh, playing as well. Uh, and we're doing that at the Phoenix in Toronto on June 9th, man. Yeah. I'm excited about it. That's amazing. When are you going to put out a record? Just the three of you, your brother and your dad and you. I feel like it's inevitable. <laughs> I feel like it's inevitable. Um, that's so fun. You know what, actually this thing that I'm going home to record is this, is this new idea that I'm working on. And I'm like, you know what, maybe it might be the time to get, jody's vocals on there too like just yeah. even if they're even if even if they're just in there for for you know to to make me and billy sound worse i don't know he's he's a good singer man we gotta be <laughs> we gotta be careful where we use him yeah i think your brother covered one of his songs on his one of his latest i think his latest album right he did man yeah he did um that simple life record of my dad's is is something that like we both go me and billy go back to constantly drawing inspiration from it it's like a it's a live acoustic record that my dad did um, when he was probably, I want to say like 30, but some of the songs are from when he was even younger. Maybe he was, you know, some of the songs are from as young as his 20 years, you know, you know, wow. or 20. So, but it's a very cool record to especially be our age listening to now doing the same thing that he was doing. Um, mm. It's a very inspiring record. So we go back to it all the time. I cover, I cover one or two of his when I'm on the road as well. When, when That's it, awesome. When it feels right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear the Jody, Peter, and Billy 
<laughs> project that you guys put together. But um, I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate your time today, Peter. Thank you so much for, for doing this. I love what you're doing. Um, and I appreciate your time. This has been a lot of fun to, to hang out with you. Thanks so much for having me, man. Anytime. I really appreciate it. I have one more question before I let you go. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. That's a great one. Um, yeah, just, just trust yourself. I know it sounds so cliche, but like really trust yourself. I feel like, I feel like, you know, it's got to come from you. So you can hear a bunch of different inputs and, and people telling you, um, what you need to be and, and, Oh, this would work if it sounded like this. And they start to kind of, you know, give you a little bit of a box to live in. And I, I think that's not good. I think, I think just it has to come from you trust yourself. Obviously you can get some input from some people that you really trust, but, but you have to trust yourself the most when it comes to the music, just, just do what you believe in. And I think that that will come across the best. Mm-hmm.